And joining me now with more from Ottawa is Alain Gauthier. He's the general manager of public works for the city of Ottawa. Thank you so much for your time on, on what I'm sure is a very, very busy day. My pleasure, Ben. Um, you were telling me earlier that, that you live in one of the areas that was uh, particularly hit hard. Um, what was it like on, on Saturday for you? Yeah, so I actually live in the community of Navin, and Navin is a, a village in the city of Ottawa, and, and it's one of the most significantly hit uh, community. At the time that the storm hit, I was actually uh, downtown Ottawa, and even though the storm was significant downtown, um, certainly not the same level of damage that we're seeing in the suburban areas and the rural areas of the uh, city of Ottawa. So uh, universally, just across, I mean, Ottawa is the biggest city by geographical territory in, in the country. Just how much damage are you talking about over the over the entire place? Yeah, they, Ottawa is a very um, large city. As as our mayor always likes to say, is you can fit uh, Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, uh, Toronto, Montreal within the limits of the city of Ottawa. So just to give you a sense of scale of the of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and and really the areas that were the hardest hit were both some of our, our more mature communities uh, where we have uh, bigger trees uh, and also uh, the rural communities. And this is something that uh, wasn't just specific to one part of the city. Um, it's really was a uh, uh, an event that really is affecting basically the city from uh, from one end to the other. What does that mean in your in your position? Uh, what does that mean when it comes to trying to tackle the challenge? Because if it affects one area, then you can just concentrate on that. But if it affects everything, uh, that must be a huge, huge task for you and your team. For for us right now, it's it's a massive operation, and I I don't use the word massive lightly. Um, it's this is very significant in terms of operation. We've redeployed essentially uh, most of our public works resources to be able to focus on really three key priorities right now. One is our transportation system. We still have 40 roads that are still closed uh, because they're impassable because of hydro wires, hydro poles, trees that are still down. Um, We have several hundred intersections, controlled intersections that are still not functioning either because of damaged uh, traffic lights or there's no power to the lights. So that's a big impact right now and a big focal point. One of the big priority also right now is because we have we have residents that have been without power for several days now. Uh, there's a lot of spoiled food. And, and really there's a big push right now to try to get spoiled food uh, out of the communities uh, before that becomes basically our, our next emergency from a public health perspective. And, and the last one, which is the one that's gonna last the longest is the debris cleanup. Um, we're dealing with piles and piles and piles of uh, piled up brush, uh, trees that are down that have to be cleaned up. Uh, and that's going to take us, uh, it's going to take us weeks to be able to get all of that cleaned up. Uh, are you getting help? Are you, are you getting help? I know, other, I know other areas around you were also hit. So I imagine a lot of communities are facing the same uh, problems when it comes to resourcing and getting enough people out there to do all the work that has to be done. Yeah, in terms of surrounding communities, you're absolutely right. Some of the other communities have also been impacted. Um, we've had to lean heavily on uh, our contracted communities. So we have a lot of contractors that are uh, that are helping out. We also have a request of the province for um, for forestry staff to see if they can lend some, uh, some support. Um, but as I mentioned, we've pretty much reallocated all of our resources towards uh, towards the cleanup efforts. And slowly but surely, we're going to make our way through it. 
I mean, uh, I'm thinking back to 2018, there were tornadoes, of course, uh, that touched down. How does that compare to what you've had to deal with in the past? Or how does this one compare to anything you've had to deal with in the past? Well, this one doesn't really compare with with anything in the uh, uh, in the past. And, and the reason I would say that is when we've had tornadoes, the tornadoes have been fairly localized. Uh, so the damage was very extensive in the affected communities, but it was it was more limited in terms of impact area. Now we're dealing with basically replicating that level of damage across multiple communities across the uh, the city of Ottawa. So it just amplifies basically the uh, the recovery efforts. Um, in terms of some of those priorities that you mentioned, uh, I gather hydro is having having a tough time because of just the sheer amount of things that have been downed. Uh, how is that? Do you coordinate with them as well in terms of how that work gets done or where it's prioritized? Absolutely, we're working very closely with uh, our hydro Ottawa partners. And just for context, when the uh, uh, right after the event, uh, basically we had pretty much half of the city that was without power. So basically, there were over one hundred eighty thousand customers. Uh, without power. Uh, now, the latest update is that we're about at 74,000 uh, customers are still without power. So significant progress that's been made um, over the last few days, but also from a from a hydro perspective, the, the level of damage is is extensive and it's not just focused in one area, It's it cuts across the city. What about for sort of emergency services, things that need to have clear access, that need to have uh, an ability to get to and from them? Have you had to prioritize places like hospitals and so on, trying to clear those emergency lanes, emergency routes? Absolutely. The, the first order was just getting uh, roads opened up. So when I mentioned about the 40 roads that are still remaining closed, uh, initially we had a lot more uh, roads that were closed. And, and to the point where uh, on the first day, we actually had plows going down some of the roads just to be able to push the trees to the side to at least allow emergency vehicles to be able to um, circulate through the community and also to allow residents to be able to access and, uh, and egress from their, uh, from their community. So that was very much the focal point, and that continues to be the focal point. Um, just in the coming days, you mentioned some of the things that are a real priority. Food, obviously, is one that we keep reading about because people have had a lot of stuff stored up. Freezers are all down. Uh, how does that work? How, how do you help people shift food from, from those areas? Yeah, that's really been the priority for the last couple of uh, days, and it will continue to be until we're the cleanup is really what we're trying to look at is basically different approaches to be able to uh, provide ability for residents to get rid of that food. So we have a regular collection process that's that's part of um, the city's uh, waste management process where we have green bin collection every week. So that continues. Um, but what we're doing is supplementing in some areas, uh, accelerating uh, the collection schedule. We've also installed bins at uh, large dumpster bins at strategic locations across the city. That also provides an opportunity for residents to be able to dispose of their uh, uh, spoiled food, and and that really is critical because that that food we re- we really don't want that to stay in the community. We don't want the vermin to uh, to start taking it over. So, like I said, that's that's very much a priority for the city right now. Alain, in this in these situations, as general manager of public works, do, do you look to other communities that have gone through similar? Uh, I mean, there's not many out there like this one, but do you look to other communities and what they've done in terms of how you you plan your reaction to these things? Absolutely, we we're as part of emergency planning, we're always looking at 
what other communities have gone through and, and learning from those lessons. Unfortunately, the city of Ottawa has gone through a lot of emergencies. So we also have a lot, a lot of lessons learned within, uh, within the organization from the ice storm uh, in 98, the floods in 2017 and 2019 to the tornadoes in, in 2018. And then we also had some in uh, 2019. So we, we certainly have our share of experience when it comes to managing emergencies. I guess that really changes the nature of your job to some extent, if you have to be prepared or at least trying to prepare for what could be called sort of freakish storms on a relatively regular basis. Yes. It's as much as we call them emergencies, they're starting to become more and more events that I wouldn't say that they're a normal course of business, but they're certainly reoccurring a lot more frequently than, um, than maybe 10, 20 years ago. So it's definitely something that does affect uh, the planning of our resources. How about just for you, um, Alain, and your home in Navin, how did everything, uh, how is everything back on the homestead for you? So we were lucky that the power came back uh, late uh, to overnight on Sunday. So we were out of power for about a, for about a day. We had a generator to, to be able to uh, keep our fridge and our sump pump going. So overall, we, we fared very well. Um, Navin is not a big community, but just, a, a kilometer away, they still don't have power. And uh, and the level of death of the devastation also is more significant there in terms of tree damage. So it's it's very bizarre sometimes when you look at, you've got streets that don't really appear to be touched or unharmed, and then you've, you've got streets over that are just totally devastated. Any advice to others out there in other communities around around Canada when it comes to trying to cope with these sorts of these sorts of the weather events? Be prepared. Um, really, when we talk about emergency preparedness, uh, it's really important to have those measures in place and um, and really to look at basically what are the risks and the hazards that we're exposed to, and really plan for. Okay, if we have these events, how would we respond? Um, we talk about climate change. The, there are definitely changing patterns. We're in Ottawa, as I mentioned, in 2018, we had a tornado. In 2017, we had we had floods. In 2019, we had floods. Mm-hmm. Now we're dealing with the significant event. So these are not things that we're saying, okay, well, we're planning for something that may happen once in 50 or, or 100 years. They're, they are becoming a lot more frequent. Allez, Gautier, thank you so much for your time tonight. I appreciate it. And uh, good luck with the cleanup. Thank you, Ben.